Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's a Super Bowl recap edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here. You all know the man. You heard his voice once already this season, but... As he sits here and live streams the Chiefs Super Bowl parade, there was nobody better than Mark Gunnels to sit here with me. Kansas City super fan and general annoyance in my life. But in any way, congratulations <laughs> to you, Mark Gunnels, Super Bowl champion, second time in five years. Thank you, man. I appreciate the introduction there. A little tongue-in-cheek, you know. No, I was, I'm in every word. Oh, okay. Cool. I, tried to, <laughs> I, tried, I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt there, but knowing you, you're a straight shooter. But I appreciate it, man. Um, obviously, I was at the Super Bowl. If you don't know, I was there live in person. My first Super Bowl ever. Just happened to be my team was love, in it. I love that. And won it. This guy goes, my first Super Bowl ever. Like, 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 like just line, you can line people up that have been to any Super Bowl ever. <laughs> of course, it's your first Super Bowl ever, this guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. But no. Anyway, you so saw you sitting there. You're watching Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and so go ahead. You're watching Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts warming up. You probably see Nick Sirianni. Actually, I should ask you, did you see your boy Nick Sirianni? crying during the national anthem so I actually, sobbing i didn't see that live i just saw okay, it on i was Twitter. wondering if that got to the bro- yeah, that just, got to the, they did not put that on the jumbotron nah, in state farm jumbo. stadium in glendale no they did they just had the jumbotron on the the singer for the national anthem so yeah i didn't see that live but i obviously i saw it on twitter afterwards like minutes later uh, i thought that was a telltale sign that he knew what was going to happen before the game oh is that what it right? was yeah oh, <laughs> I, mean, wow. I think he just subconsciously knew like you know this is not going to end well for me so let me just get my tears out now a little bit early but you know what's funny i know we might get into it later but the funny part about him is the whole when he was signaling first down or whatever he was doing and then his quarterback told him hey man chill out yeah like that was that's that needs to be talked about more that's not a good look for a head coach you know what let's do that first let's talk about as you're sitting here the chiefs parade is today you're streaming the the chiefs parade if we start with the chiefs we might go an hour and fifteen thousand minutes on the chiefs (laughs) i want to start right there because that nick sirianni i've said it before i'll say it again there's something about this guy that makes me want to punch him in the face and i don't know him personally at all but the lead up to it is how how dare Andy Reid not bring Nick Sirianni back to the Philly coaching staff like that Matt or to the Kansas you know, City Kansas City yeah. uh, staff like 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 across the board people that's just what people do and Nick Sirianni is supposed to walk with a chip on his shoulder for that I'm, this is the same guy when his opening press conference had, couldn't say a word in, in his interview you want to talk about guys who don't interview well we'll get to that in a moment too talking about guys who quote don't interview well Nick Sirianni look it up. They didn't even have a tie in his interview. You know what they did? The, the, they were all on Zoom. The Eagles brass took their ties off to make him feel more comfortable. Talking about does an interview well. And then I got to sit here and watch this guy flap his eagle wings as Jalen Hurts converts, uh, converts uh, you know, an umpteenth, third and one, fourth and one in week 15 when everything is beautiful and great. And this guy is going <laughs> into the camera. And then to see that, to that point, I was like, all right, at least somebody's in charge here. And the name of the man is Jalen Hurts, who's in charge. Yeah, no, 100%. I remember you telling me about that a couple weeks ago, how you felt about Nick Sirianni on a ride home from work one day. You are kind of— Way before all yeah. of this, I was early. So it's ironic how that happened, and you're Jalen Hurts. You are Jalen Hurts. <laughs> like, if you were the quarterback, I could see you doing that exactly what he did. Like, hey, man, chill like, out. What like, are you doing? Like, you know, like Colin likes to say, quarterback you'll. Right. Sure. Be a head coach. Well, sure. I don't know the, the acronym for that, but it's, whatever it's, that is. There's a, I'll put it like this. The thing about Nick Sirianni that gets me is like on a football field, there's a lot of different people, and a lot of different voices. And and generally one person's in charge. That person should be the head coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it turns out you could tell who's really in charge. Yeah. Like. When Matt Rule was that coach of Cal, nobody was. You know what I'm saying? Cliff Case, nobody was in charge. And that's why it got to be the way it was. Everybody doing their own thing. You go to uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, even if things are fractured, everybody, don't nobody have a single question right. who's in charge. Hell, go to Kansas City. Yeah. They, the Athletic reported that it's your boy Eric Bieniemy 
who and Chad Henney said it himself. Eric Bieniemy uh, 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 was the one who saw Doug Peterson run Jamal Agnew and that, which led to the, to, to the two whip route touchdowns for Tony and more down the And the entire world is saying, well, I don't know how much credit I give Eric Bieniemy for this. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. The reporter who reported it wrote it was Eric Bieniemy. Chad Henney, Chad Henney out there making it up. Yeah. I don't think so, right? Right. But it's still, woo. Well, I don't know. We don't want to. That's Big Red. We can't take away from Big Red. So Nick Sirianni has asked you, what are, what are you doing? And now here's the key thing. They just lost both their coordinators. I know. And there's always been the question, how much does he really do? Like as far as the game planning, calling plays, how involved is he? Is he just a cheerleader? Is he just a hype man on the sideline? And now you lose both your coordinators. I'm really curious to see what, they look, what that looks like moving forward when they fill in those jobs because will he just continue to be kind of a, a guy that's just a rah-rah guy and not really the X's and O's or will he take more responsibility in that department now since they're going to have new coordinators on both sides of the football? The fact that the Eagles lost both their coordinators, I say lost both their coordinators, the fact that the Eagles had their coordinators hired by the team, they didn't just lose them. Right. Yeah. Because it's like the Rams lost their coordinators, too, because they got fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're gone now. <laughs> and they're now are getting jobs in other places. Like the Eagles, hey, their coordinators get picked by other people to run their show. It's I can't help but think watching that defense over the last. I told you about this again on another ride home. The ball doesn't hit the ground when the Eagles are playing defense. They don't force incomplete passes. What happened last in a game in which. MVS has no catches, one target. Yeah. All right. What Juju had six for what? 70 or 50 something? Yeah. All right. But that's about it outside of Travis Kelsey, right? And checkdowns. Yeah. Six incomplete passes. One incomplete pass in the second half. And that was a throwaway. And okay. So no incomplete passes in the second <laughs> half. All right. So and then you know how many pressures this the defense got? Zero. Because this is the thing that oh it turned it. And this is the thing that always drives me crazy about these defensive coordinators. That be talking about, oh man, look at the, look at look at the, look at the way they're scheming it up. You're not scheming up four men on the defensive line beating the five in front of them. Yeah. that's just football. They're, everybody here is a pro, right? And that's really what that boils down to. Yeah, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Linval Joseph—they all had great years. Jordan Davis, when he was in the lineup, great season. Able to get pressure. What happened? What happened? What happened when they got stymied up front? You, a, a high ankle sprain quarterback is walking around throwing six incomplete passes, zero that he even won. Like he couldn't, they could not force him to throw an incomplete pass in the second half. No, absolutely. And this is a team that had 70 sacks. Like, this is a historical pass rush. So all we heard about all week how they have a great rotation of guys, they can go eight, nine deep. And no sacks in the entire game? Zero. Zero. And you know what's funny is, before the game, the Chiefs O-line is good. But it's the middle of the O-line that's really good. You know, from left guard to right guard, obviously center. The tackles are in question. You got Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. And you got a guy named Hassan Reddick, who had 16 and a half sacks, 19 and a half if you count the playoffs. And that was a big question mark heading to that game. Can Wiley and Brown hold up on the outside? And I just saw those guys pancaking Hassan Reddick, his face into the dirt multiple times throughout that game. And I know people are now, they're blaming the field. The field conditions weren't good, and they were not. I saw guys slipping all game long, right? And that's not a good look for the NFL at all. And maybe that is a reason why you didn't see too many pressures or sacks. Because I don't think the Chiefs didn't have a sack either. Well, they had one, but it was like Hurts run to the outside. He lost a yard, so it's That's, not a traditional sack. It was, it was sack. more like it was yeah. more like uh, a, a, a tackle for loss, yeah. a run, so, than it was as actual. When we think of a sack, what a sack is. Yeah, so I, I think it is fair to say the field conditions probably did play a factor in that as well. I, I don't know if you're buying into that. I mean, you know what else played a factor in the fact that the Eagles got no sacks? The fact that they haven't sent a linebacker on a blitz since September. They have a center defense, but they, they just sit there and do Jimmy and Joe football, which when it works, it's beautiful. When it works, it's beautiful. But when you are not scheming your stuff up, like what exactly did Vic Fangio do 
for the two-week period he was supposed to be consulting for the Philadelphia Eagles. They came out in the exact same defense. That needs to be talked about more. Like, uh, I've never all, heard of that. First of all, how is it legal? <laughs> right? I guess you could just hire whoever you want to hire for whenever you want to hire them, as we've seen in Indianapolis did with, uh, with, with Saturday. But it just, it just feels like it should be against the rules. I couldn't believe when I saw that. But, I just got it for two weeks. And what's funny is <laughs> he was obviously in the AFC West. And you know what his record is against the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. It's 0-6. Well, he knows. Now he's 0-7. You're, you're giving him that one, huh? Yeah, I mean, he was there to help. But, so. I, but like, it's, I just don't see. I mean, you got, and it's not like, I mean, everybody wants to talk about Bradbury in the hole. Part of the reason why Bradbury got caught in the hole is that Bradbury hasn't been able to play press man since 2020. Since he was a giant. That's why they moved on from him. That's why he's holding Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay? <laughs> it's, not like he, it's not like he's holding TikTok MBS, boy. right? Yeah, he's not like he's holding Jarek McKinnon. He's not holding 4-3 speed at the backfield. He's holding yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster, who looks like an undersized tight end. Maybe throw, maybe running a 4-6. Okay? Maybe running a 4-6. You know why? Because he can't hold up in man anymore. So that's why they had to play zone all year. And that's why as soon as Kadarius Toney takes three steps towards the tight end, from split out wide, Darius Slayer's point, like, yo, you got him, champ. Like, that's the way, like, so don't tell, I, that's why it drives me nuts when I'm seeing defenses that literal high school defenses, you know what I'm saying? That's what high school teams do. Yeah. They go up, beat you up front and zone in the back. They're going to beat you up front or have single high because you can't no get past these corners. No right. No adjustments. No nothing. We're going to just line up in our base and that's what we're going to do for the entire game. Because they're like, oh, we're going to win up front. That's their goal. And there's and like Lovey Smith was doing this at a press conference. I don't know over the place because the Texans were obviously one of the worst teams in football. But Lovey Smith was making that point in some of his press conferences earlier. It was like, yo, you never adjust from cover two to cover three, cover one. Like, what are you doing? He's like, look, man, we got to get good at cover two first. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then we can adjust and do some of these other coverages. But this is the pros. You got to mix it up. You got to show it. Like, you got to show me something. If I'm the Cardinals, good luck. Good luck. Because I see a defense that got figured out throughout the course of the year. No, 100%. And back to James Bradbury. He got away with one in the second quarter, if you remember, on Juju. It was a third down and eight. He clearly grabbed him. They didn't call it. So the fact that he got away with that one, there's no telling how many he got away with throughout the game. And now, obviously, he got called for the biggest one, the biggest moment. So, yes, you can say there were some inconsistencies from the refs because the fact that they were letting him get away with it early, he thought he can get away with it late. And then they called the one late in the most crucial point in the game. I don't care because you know what I do care about the fact that that a ten point cushion and blew it. This 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 all week on Radio Row I got to hear about the Eagles are the better team and I was like sure, but that's like to me it really felt like you know just saying like you know California Los Angeles is so much colder than San Diego in the winter. <laughs> it's like sure yeah, but like ultimately you're still not wearing a coat. You know what I'm saying? It's like if the Chiefs have, the, if the Eagles have the best offensive line in football, mm-hmm. Chiefs have the fifth. Yeah. If the Eagles have the best defensive line in football, I don't know. I'm looking at Frank Clark and uh, and your boy Furious George. <laughs> All right, I'm sounds like I'm seeing like I see this Chris Jones. Right, right, Chris Jones. And then uh, as soon as and I and I think. I, I I would be going for my postmortem on the Eagles, and this is not an indictment in Jalen Hurts, because I think that he is. There's no doubt about it. If I was an Eagles fan, I'd want this guy to be my guy. But what would their overall team record be if you couldn't do that rugby scrum on third and short? And fourth <laughs> and short? You know what's funny about that? People on Twitter are suggesting that the league may look into that. The league should absolutely outlaw it. It's not football. Yeah. It's rugby. It's not football. Yeah. And I tweeted during the game, that has to be the most unstoppable quarterback sneak of all time. I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. It's unstoppable. They, they could do it from fourth and like three yards out. Well, really? The they could do it from fourth and three. The quarterback sneak in, his, in and of itself is the easiest way to gain yards in football. Yeah. That's it's just it's just kind of fundamental fact. That and really the 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 big uh conversation about why should you even do it? 
is when Patrick Mahomes got hurt against the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, correct. Trying to sneak. He dislocated and, his knee. And he's never done it since. Never they done said, it We'll since. come in a... Uh, they're bringing the fullback. It used, it used to be Blake Bell. They're bringing Kelsey sometimes. Now it's uh now it's uh the, the other tight end eighty not 80, 84. Yeah, he'll run over. Yeah, yeah. He'll run Noah over Gray. There. Noah Gray, exactly. Yeah. He'll run over there and take the snap. It's like anybody has any question about what's happening, yeah. right? He's about to go try to run for it and get a yard. Yeah, I I was of the belief your quarterback was too valuable to put him at risk like that. And secretly, I know that it didn't happen on that type of play. But Jalen hurts. Broke his C, uh, SC joint in the same way, getting hit the same exact way. I mean, if we're talking about like the cumulative effect of hits, he got hit like a running back on that play, collapsed his clavicle, and it might just be why the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going, like, if you could point yeah. back to that game in yeah. Chicago, it's be like why the Eagles may not have won yeah. this thing going forward. Okay. So let's look, let's move forward real quick. Let's, let's ask this question. Do you think since he's going to get paid, we we both agree he's going to get paid this offseason, right? I would I would pay. Yes, he should. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we got that checked out. Do you think now this guy's going to be getting paid north of forty million a year? Do they still do that moving forward? Because now it's like now you can get away with it, right? Because he's on a rookie contract. You weren't sure if you were sold on him or not, so you're more prone to put him more at risk but now since he's proven himself and you're going to pay him this top dollar do you still continue to put him at risk moving forward when you gotta have it only when you yeah. gotta have it yeah but they weren't doing it when you gotta have it that's what i'm saying they were just doing it yeah. to do it so that that's eliminated now moving forward they were just doing it to do it yeah you know why 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 because i can because i got it yeah you know and i just but I, you know and thank you thank god for chris jones because i was just so happy to see first him stand up and be like, yo, he's lined up in the neutral zone. That's the football. That's Travis. That's Jason Kelsey's helmet. Yeah. Look, look, ref, look, call the penalty. Yeah. And there was a moment during this game in which like the refs were letting players call their own fouls. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah. I can see it. I like it better because both lines at one point in the first half, just stopped playing. And it was like, we're not going to play until you blow this whistle. Yeah. But, yeah. But watching Chris Jones, A, just try to jump over it. And and it didn't work either time. It didn't work that time. Right. But I was like, thank you for somebody trying something different. Yeah. Somebody just tried something different instead of just letting this wall just run into you. But often, I do think at the end of the day that they're going to look at that because you can't have you – just, you just can't have all these rules to protect the quarterback and then allow it to just do – to just be like, yo, Play whatever, rugby. do whatever. Yeah, dude. Yes. like because that's that's really what it boils down to. All right, you're, it works now because it's Jalen Hurts and there's the threat to throw. All right, so it's all right. What's the what's the the down the the, the path down forward? Okay, Eagles don't don't continue. They pay Jalen Hurts big money, mm -hmm. so they then they just find the Kenneth Gainwell of the world, or you know the the power runner. The Isaiah Pacheco mm -hmm. of the world, and they put him back there and do the same thing, and they just put Hurts back there, dot in the eye, yeah. or they put Hurts out there split wide. Yeah. Now you you want to play like okay, cool. Let's really play rugby. Yeah. You know, I'm at all right. You want to start doing that? San Francisco, they could have just did put Debo back there. <laughs> yeah. Just had just run the same thing with Debo, and then when Debo get tired, sub in CMC, and then when De and they, hey Kittle. You're up. No, 100%. Right? So, no. Yeah, they got to they look into it. It's got to go away. It's got to go away. But I think yeah. the question is fair. What is the Eagles' overall record if that play is illegal? Because they lose at least two games. I was going to say season. at least two more. I'll say at least two more games. Yeah. Like, they probably skate through the playoffs still if they're able to get the one seed. But, but who knows? Yeah. That might have been a, uh, what, Minnesota was, what, it was four losses? Yeah. And then I think the Niners have four losses, too. So, boom. We're right there. Maybe, hell, we might have had a Brock Purdy Super Bowl if that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you couldn't you wouldn't have had to play, you know, in that situation against the Eagles. Everything would have been different. It would have been so yeah. different. But, you know, it's just, it goes. And, of course, Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. It's probably that much different for the Eagles, right? Because you you couldn't tell me that he wasn't hurt. I was pounding the table that he was hurt the whole time, and I could just take that last pass of the Super Bowl as vindication. 
But like as the yeah. fact that he threw it like 30 yards, was trying to throw it 85 yeah. yards or whatever. But it's weird though, because he still made some good throws down the field throughout the course of the game. No, nah, that required some arm strength. It's not weird. That that uh that, that MF is and a it, tough SOB. Yeah, and he that's made, what that's what it is. He made some good plays off script, like rolling to his left. That's what I said. I'm like, okay. It wasn't weird. I could figure it out. It was like, dang, bro, you are built different. That's what that's just, just the that's, tough SOB. That's, tough, that's what tough <laughs> SOB. That's all. And then you sit there after the fact, you hear you hear him talk and you hear him like in his post games, and none of it's contrived, none of it is pre-thought out, mm-hmm. none of it is he, like he's just one of these people who we always talk about people like who are super genuine like but we'll only say it in like a Lamar Jackson way Mm -hmm. like he's unafraid to be himself yeah like Jalen Hurts is genuine in his like in everything that he does and the way he goes about it and his work ethic like if he never makes it to another Super Bowl like I, I maybe it'll be his fault but people who talking about like oh they lost because of Jalen Hurts yeah they lost he had that fumble that wasn't great didn't help yeah but I think the people making Jalen Hurts for MVP conversations, really, we just need more to talk about, right? Or you know say more or less to talk about, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But it's not the craziest thing in the world. I mean, it do account of four touchdowns, a two-point conversion, cash me a 16-to-1 bet on the octopus. Oh, congrats I, on I that. bet the octopus. Wow. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I figured I had two, I figured I had chances on either side. Okay. With Jalen Hurts or Travis Kelsey, okay. right? I like that. But you cash, so I did that. But also, like, he just, he was offensively, he was the reason they were in the game. Him and A.J. to an extent. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, they were killing us on that slant, the A.J. Brown on crucial third downs. And how about, oh, we didn't even mention Dallas Goddard, too, man. He played good. He made some incredible catches, man. When guys were sticky on him, I'm like, how did he come away with that? Obviously, at the controversial, was that a catch or not? on the sideline. I think it, eh, it was close, but I wasn't mad either way. So yeah, I think he definitely solidified himself too as a top five tight end in today's game. I thought he was already before that game, but he really impressed me in that one. And he was a guy heading into the game that I was most worried about because as, as young as our secondary is on the outside, I saw us go against T Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and hold up for the most part. So, but tight end was the area where I was most concerned about because Nick Bowden isn't a great guy in coverage. Willie Gay is is so-so as well. And our safeties, you know, they got to worry about the back end. So the tight end is going to get a lot of free space in the middle of the field. So that was that was my biggest concern, hence the matchup. And he played really well. I tell you what, I thought that, uh, I thought it was going to be a long night. When I saw AJ Brown have uh no was it McDuffie's number twenty one? Yeah, had had uh, McDuffie in a spin cycle on yeah. his double coverage. That should have been a pick too. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, here we go, here we go again. You're not going to plant that safety. You're going to make him run over there. All right, good luck, good luck. But but no, nah, but yeah, that, but the thing to me, I thought Kansas City did really well defensively against the Eagles offense, they made Jalen Hurts throw the ball. No one's made him throw the ball all playoffs. Really, you know, last four or five weeks here, nobody made him throw the ball. They came out on first and second down and got negative plays, which Sold is all, out. Yep. all Spagnuolo's about. He's like, let me get you off script, and then I'm going to make you put you in third and 13s, third and sevens. How about, uh, what is it, fourth and five? They ran a quarterback draw? Yeah, that was crazy. Right? I mean, uh, <laughs> so hold, hold on here. I wish we had a breaking uh, a breaking news alarm or something. Is is Martin Wise giving some credit to Spags? No. If you guys don't know, me and Martin have a lot of behind the scenes conversations oh. about Spags. And I think it's all rooted in the fact that Spags used to be the def- defense coordinator for his New Orleans Saints who had a historically bad defense, and I think he holds that against No, no, not, not, not once did I watch Steve Spagnuolo coordinate the worst defense in NFL history. It was twice. Do you know that, Meatballs? This guy, the coordinator for Kansas City, he has coordinated the worst defense in NFL history twice by yards given up. Twice. Not once, but twice. How You would think you only get the opportunity to be the worst at something once. Well, what if I told you he's now a four-time Super Bowl champion? I would tell you that when you lining up O.C. Uminior, Michael Strahan, and Justin Tuck for, <laughs> for what? Two of them. 
And then you lining up the postseason sack leader or the postseason current postseason sack leader, damn near might set the record, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, who's the like the only Hall of Famer you've got on defense <laughs> on the roster. And then the, the George Karloff, this the guy first round addresser. All right, cool. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But if you just put, I'll put it like this. But what about the secondary? Give them some credit for that. We had like four rookies back there playing significant time. And they held up for the most part. They did a pretty good job. They did. I think you guys have an incredible general manager to be able to get, <laughs> to be able to get I mean, to be able to have literally, though, two seventh rounders, the uh, Watson, Jalen Watson. Yeah. And, and Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Playing major snaps in the Super Bowl. That just right there shows you just the ability to, hey, the draft is almost a crapshoot, but that shows you, like, look, we can find, we yeah. find talent. Shout the to Brett Veach. We're finding a lot of talent. Like, everybody's talking about how Brock Purdy was about to be, uh, look, I get it, he's a quarterback, but we already got, like, Isaiah Pacheco was only, what, three or four picks away from being Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah, he's pretty damn close. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he could have been that right there, and he cashed any time touchdown, which your boy Martin predicted. <laughs> Six to one. Good catch. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> now, but so I think going forward, where where do the Eagles? I put it to you that, uh, bro, I'm, uh, am I being ridiculous right now to sit here a day after, two days after the Super Bowl to think that I may have the Giants as my like sneaky NFC East favorite right now? Wow. Yeah, I think you're a little crazy. I think you're a little crazy. Um, I know the Eagles have a lot of free agents coming up. They lost their two coordinators. I get all of that. They lost two coordinators. I get Brandon that. Graham is Brandon Graham is my age because we went to college together. We're in the same grade. <laughs> so he's got my age. So I know he got to be wanting to retire. It's hard for me to get up in the morning. <laughs> Fletcher Cox is older than dirt. And Dominic Sue is older than me. Linval Joseph's older than me. And I just, that's got to be a market, a line of delineation there. Like this, that's that defensive line, how the Eagles were able to cook. Bradbury, your boy, uh, you know, Captain Holdem, he ain't going to be there. Well, here's my thing, though. If it's not the Eagles, are we forgetting about the Cowboys? Are you just just counting them out? I think I'll like the Cowboys still over the Giants. Well, I, was, uh, I, 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 I see the Cowboys I, adding. Fell into my. They, I, they need to. They, they need to get better. They need to get more talent. They they do. They do. But I, I think they'll get another receiver. Uh, I think they may explore the trade market. Uh, they'll definitely probably draft another guy. Zeke is most likely gone unless they restructure and bring him back on a cheap one-year deal. But I think that's even better for them to have Tony Pollard fully dive into that as him being the main guy. Because don't forget, if he doesn't get hurt in that Niners game, I think it's a good chance the Cowboys win that game. And it's the Cowboys in the uh, I thought game. that was I thought that was overblown. As somebody who said the winner of that game was going to the Super Bowl, like I've, at the pro start the Cowboys, the Cowboys in the Niners game, I'm like, Watching that game, to me, it shows I'm not sure just how number one C.D. Lamb is as a wide receiver. Like, 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 I, like I know he's number one in salary, number one in jersey number, and number one, I should say number 88 in jersey number, which means he's number one in Dallas, right? Yeah. But, you know, everybody talk about that throw that, that, that Dak missed up the rail. To me, I'm seeing Fred Warner lined up in the opposite A-gap, streaking with C.D. Lamb. 25 yards down the field. And then I'm looking at the other guy on the other hash and his name is T.Y. Hilton. It's like, they got to get better. No, that's what I'm saying. They, they got to get they better. They have to get better in the receiver room, 100%. They guys got to get no better. No doubt about that. There's no doubt about, no doubt about that. As I'm live watching Justin Reed at the Chiefs Parade, just saw Patrick Mahomes slamming beers in on Main Street in Kansas all right, City all right, right now. Let's take a quick break and we'll get into this Kansas City Love Fest. Building the perfect same-game parlay can be time-consuming, but with Quick Picks, the Caesars Sportsbook app does the work for you. Quick Picks are pre-built same-game parlays that turn today's biggest headlines, storylines, and games into bets. They're quick and easy to use, and you can't miss them. They're right on the home screen of your Caesars Sportsbook app. Give them a try, and if you haven't downloaded the app yet, register using code OmahaFull, and then place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake up to $1,250 back 
back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is what I said. When I, after the, my takeaway from that game, I put it like at halftime. I was watching the game with Justin Williams. We both know him. Offensive oh, yeah. coordinator in yeah. the area. Turned around. I looked at him. I said, you ready to watch Michael Jordan? And he said, what, Rihanna? I said, no, no, no. I said, y'all ready to watch what Michael Jordan about to do? Watch when he come back out. I said, watch when he come back out. Limping all. And sure enough, like you said, no incomplete passes except for the one throwaway. Cut down a 10-point lead. And really, honestly, with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, felt to me like had control. Had control of the game, and it was just a matter of time until everybody, well, what about the holding penalty? Bump the holding penalty. Bucker's going to make that 40-yard 40, that 40 field goal. If it's not, if it's, if, if they do call a hold, all right? And then the Eagles have moved the ball approximately, I don't know, zero yards in the fourth. I wasn't worried. I wasn't concerned. Well, they did have that drive to go tie it up when they got the two point conversion. Before that was that. that didn't. Feel, I mean, but that didn't. That didn't feel like. I mean, that felt to me like the last ditch. In fact, you saw Jalen Hurts get stonewalled at the three on the two point conversion and shove it in. It's like how much more did yeah. it have? Yeah, yeah. They were a fighter to me. You know, they they had a puncher's chance. Sure, they were wobbling, but a they were bit. wobbling. Yeah, they're on their last leg for sure. And yeah, I kind of felt the same way being in the stadium, man. Like around the eight minute mark, even though it was nip and tuck and it was back and forth, I always felt like at the end of the day, I feel like the Chiefs are just going to win, bro. I don't know what it was, but and I don't know if it's just because I'm a Chiefs fan, but you're not a Chiefs fan. And you felt the same way. So that kind of gives me a little bit more clarity. But I will say this, though. The fact that it's coming from you. And like I said, I know you very well. The <laughs> fact that you said that at halftime. Watch Michael Jordan just warms my heart, man, as a Kansas City guy, because I'm sorry. Let, let me let me let me let me go on my little thing right now. Let me have my moment. My whole life, man. Just been wanting a quarterback. The best one I had was Trent Green until now. Alex Smith was cool, you know, but I knew we weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith. We're going to make the playoffs, but we can't get over the hump. We blew a 28-point lead to the Colts and Andrew Locke with Alex Smith. So many crazy things. Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown to himself. We lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They didn't score a touchdown in the playoffs, Martin. All field goals. Remember that game? An arrowhead? So for us to win two Super Bowls in four years and... I'm going to look ahead. Why shouldn't I think we, we're going to repeat? This was a reset year. The rookies are only going to get better next year. We have 12 picks. We have cap flexibility because we traded Tyreek Hill. Why shouldn't I think we're going to repeat next year? 
we were having this conversation on extra points and Sal was like, you know, the Chiefs are going to get more expensive. And I'm like, Sal, pal, my friend, I disagree. <laughs> if you look at this roster, <laughs> I get it. You can't have Travis Kelsey forever. Sure. But Mahomes is locked up until 2032. All right. And I understand, but in at the time, I remember when he signed the extension, I was on the radio and I was talking to Andrew Brand, who was a guest on the show, big cap guy over the cap. He does all this cap stuff. And he's like, this is a team friendly deal. I'm like, how can you possibly sign somebody for 10 years for $100 million and be team friendly? He's like, when you get into the root of it, his average annual salary is going to be like $32, $35 million a year. This is like, that's probably what Daniel Jones will sign for. It's about 32 to $35 million a year. Yeah. The Chiefs will have roster flexibility going forward because they didn't pay Tyreek Hill. And you know what? You could, the offense looked different. It did. You saw the impact. But what the Chiefs said they'll do is like, all right, look, we're going to invest right here in the people in front of Patrick Mahomes and then on Patrick Mahomes himself. Defensively, we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, edge rushers, Tackles, guards, I mean, guards, centers. They went out and got a tackle from the Ravens. Probably get another one soon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But still the point remains. Right, right. And then you look around, you look around, who's wide receiver one for the Chiefs? He doesn't exist. He, I mean, if you have to say one, it probably has to be Juju. He doesn't exist. That's what I feel you. But well, he I know what you're saying, but he's not a real number exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, they go and get... Juju off the scrap heap. MVS off the scrap heap. Uh, uh, Kadarius Tony. Nobody even wanted Kadarius Tony. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, we'll figure it out. Draft this guy more in the second Draft round. Draft this guy more in the second round. And guess what? <laughs> Looks like a bust through the first seven weeks of the year. But sticks with him. Scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Has a, bi a big punt return in the AFC Championship game that really... Not one Kansas City the game, but put them in position to yeah. win the game. Without right. that punt return, you, you know they still playing. Yeah, right. I mean, when you look at the, that's why I said, nah, man, Stags was there all them other times when they got blown deep, <laughs> beat deep. You know what I'm saying? But Trey McDuffie wasn't. Yeah, Waddle wasn't. You know that that safety cook. Uh, Brian Cook. Brian yeah. Cook, he yeah. wasn't. Yeah. All these dudes have less, all these dudes have played less than 20 NFL games. Yeah. And they got a Super Bowl. And they can they're not even up for re for for uh to be re-signed until three, four years from now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The Chiefs man. have to be the prohibitive favorite in the AFC. And I think if you're looking at any other team in the AFC that's not Cincinnati, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Because if since just look at since Joe Burrow been healthy and starting. He's been in the AFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. Since Hatcher Mahomes been healthy and starting, he's been in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. The only person otherwise just retired for the second time, and it's Tom freaking Brady. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All the Herbert you want to talk about, uh, Josh Allen went to one. And a scenario in which if we if we talk about the Lakers having a bubble title, I'm going to talk about the Bills having a bubble AFC championship uh, appearance. appearance. That's all. That's, if that's if that's the rules. If 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 LeBron and AD got a Mickey Mouse title, then then then, then Josh Allen got a, a Mickey Mouse AFC divisional win. <laughs> and it's funny. So let's talk about the AFC for next year, right? You kind of brought it up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the Bengals. It's, you have to mention as the biggest challenger, right? Because yeah, they got to pay Joe Burrow this offseason, but it won't kick in until actually after next season. And I I think that. Uh, and, but they I, don't, I don't I don't have it like on good sourcing or anything like that. It's yeah. more just a feeling in the knees. I think Joe takes a Mahomes type deal. He's like, yo, yeah, I'm I think higher in Cincinnati. Pay me my average good salary. Yeah. I have more than enough ads to fill up the rest of this. Yeah. And then because uh, I don't see him saying, I see him saying, I want Jamar Chase until Jamar Chase doesn't want to play football. And then also I think he wants to try to keep T. Higgins as well. Right. So I think, yeah, I do think that will happen. And if you look at the Bills, this was supposed to be their year. They went all in. They got a 33-year-old Von Miller, gave him a crazy contract. He unfortunately gets hurt. They have no flexibility this offseason to really get better. Look at the Chargers. 
they went all in, obviously, because Herbert was on his rookie deal. They bring in uh, Khalil Mack. They bring in a J.C. Jackson who won't play, what, three games, right? I'm, uh, I'm being a little dramatic there. No, right? yeah, but, but he played less. He yeah. played less than half the season, and when he did play, he wasn't good. Yeah, and then you still got Joey Bosa who's not getting any younger. Now you got to pay Herbert. Uh, you look at the Broncos, obviously. <laughs> they gave Russell Wilson the contract of a lifetime for a guy that I think is cooked. You know, I don't think Sean Payton can fix that. So, I mean, if you look at the competition, the AFC, maybe you look at Jacksonville. I can see Jacksonville being a sexy team that people want to pick next year because now you're going to have Calvin Ridley back. You got sure. Christian Kirk. Mr. Mr. Parlay himself. Yeah, you still got Trevor Lawrence on his rookie contract. You got Doug Peterson there. You got a pretty good defense. So what about Jacksonville? I can see them being that sexy pick that people want to say is the next challenger in the AFC next year. I don't like their weapons. Even with Calvin Ridley in the fold next year? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't like the weapons. I think that – and Trevor Lawrence, as good as he finished the year, oh, you want to talk about up and down. You want to talk about the highs and lows. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, your boy was was a roller coaster. You talk about a roller coaster. He's a Matterhorn. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sitting there live on the radio off Saturday, 7 to 10 Eastern, for those interested, Fox Sports Radio, Series Channel 83. But uh, I'm sitting there on the radio. My co-host is saying, you know, I said bench him at halftime of the first of, of, of uh, the wild card weekend. Yeah. They should bench him and get him out of there. Well, that's a ridiculous take. I thought it was, too. <laughs> but, I, but I just, there were people saying it. I know. I was next to one. We didn't even mention Baltimore. Or what about the Cleveland? If Deshaun Watson next year, he has a full offseason. You don't think those two teams could be any threat? I think this I, people, the people who are talking about Deshaun Watson is going to dust the rust off. I don't know. You don't see him getting back to that form that he was in Houston? I mean, I don't know. I never had him as a top five guy. Like He was fringe. He was somebody to me that was, uh, I'm trying to even think of in a comparison, but he was a guy who was like, he was never like an MVP for me, but he had the wild type of plays, and as crazy as this sounds in 2023, I thought he had the nice guy thing going for him too. So people were like, <laughs> like rooting for him to do well, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, like people were like, oh, Deshaun Watson can die. Oh, remember he answered the reporter's question. And he's like, well, the defense was doing this, and I saw him go high, and so I was like, I read yeah. the high low, and, yeah. and he's like, oh, he just talked in football. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right. he talked in football for a while, and then all of a sudden, boom, there you go. And everybody's like, oh, look how smart Deshaun Watson is. And I was like, I, you know, just because he can explain something that you don't understand doesn't yeah. make him smart, nor you dumb you know what I'm saying? it just yeah. means what are we talking about what is the subject yeah right and the subject happened to be offensive football which a lot of dumb people understand at a level of a level of expertise that i don't have yeah right i mean it's, hey, just call a spade a spade but uh i i i lost the train of thought what was i talking about? about the afc i said i mentioned up cleveland and baltimore as potential threats to the chiefs next year yeah deshaun watch it i don't see it I don't see it. I would pick the Steelers next year to win. I think right now I'm picking. I will go Steelers, Ravens. No, no, no. I'm tripping. Well, obviously the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Steelers, Ravens in that division. Mm, okay. So you like you like Kenny Pickett? I think the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers would be better. I like I like Kenny too. I mean, I, I can't I can't really talk about it on extra points because it'll derail the, the entire conversation. Because Dave, <laughs> oh, oh, Danny Pickett, how could you forget about him? <laughs> but no, I, I I like the Steelers. I I just think that. Tomlin's not going to have two down years in a row with the built, like ascending guy. Like, you know, and, yeah. and, and a down year for Tomlin is you know, a winning record. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I think and as far as it goes, the AFC, uh, it's, it's Kansas city. It doesn't look as scary as it, it goes. Is, man. Well, th that's the thing though. It's Kansas city at the top, Cincinnati, then everybody else, but everybody else is about where, like I feel like you go from Cincinnati is right here, Philly, and then everybody else is down here in yeah. the NFC. Yeah. Like so I just I just think really what it is is the best two teams in football are in the AFC by far. I, Bear? Yeah, I wouldn't give them pushback on that. And I say like I Eagles Eagles are a good team. I'll say the Eagles. Eagles are a great team too. Yeah. Eagles are a great team too. But, and then the Niners kind of you you mentioned the Niners for the show. Well. But quarterback for the Niners. Yeah, Eagles again. Some of this play calling had me concerned, and I couldn't help but get out. What happens if they don't have this play? 
What's what, uh, where's the audible off that play? That's one of the things that Kansas City or these teams, like mm-hmm. San Francisco, another great team, that great at it. But you, you got something that you just run every sprint right option. Mm-hmm. Kansas City will run sprint right option until the, until there is no more earth left. Yeah, but they have variations off of it. Like Kelsey is always running the sprint, but then sometimes you got MVS running the over. Sometimes you got Tony going on fly route. Yeah, sometimes the sprint right option made to look like that. He throw back to a, a screen. Right, it's like, but you know that it's all based off of that sprint right option. Yeah. But as long as the 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 power structure of Brett Veach, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy are in place. I don't see any reason offensively why they should take a fallback. I don't see any reason why at all. I I couldn't agree anymore. You know, and I know it's it's not good for the show that we agree so much right now, but you know I'm not going to give any pushback to that and not to mention let me say it one more time. This team has 12 draft picks this offseason. This draft, and guess where the draft is at this year, Martin? It's in Kansas. It's in Kansas City, Missouri. And I will be there live, slamming some Coors Light. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes, because that's his brand that he's sponsored by, even though it tastes like water. But I will slam some in honor of Patrick Mahomes. And let me throw this nugget at you as well. Just the possibility, if they want to go this route. Little Birdie told me, don't be surprised if the Chiefs trade for DeAndre Hopkins. He's already flirted with Patrick Mahomes on the timeline, said Patrick Mahomes is different, sent the eye emojis. Mahomes liked it. And there's a possibility that he will be willing to restructure his contract to where it doesn't hamstring the Chiefs, obviously, because that's the reason why they traded away Tyreek Hill. He's 30 years old. Who wants to be in freaking Arizona right now, unless you were in the Super Bowl a couple of days ago, which he was not a part of? Don't be shocked. That's all I'm going to say. I know one person wants to be in Arizona, Kevin Durant. It's about it. <laughs> uh, the thing about D-Hop, though, is D-Hop doesn't practice. Doesn't practice. Like, if you just go and just look pretty much down the line, like, he's just, Wednesday, he will be a limited participant yeah. after week one. Like, he just does, he's just not going to go. And I just, so I just, I just say that to say. Practice. As talented as he is, I just wonder so much of of how you don't have plays called corn dog <laughs> and ring around the rosy <laughs> and you know if if guys are not practicing yeah. right like you don't have like you don't have that like you don't have that precision unless you're running through it a few times ahead corn, of time. corn dog that shit is funny if, i mean it's ridiculous <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous but let's take another quick break and then Mark Gunnels and I will give you a way too early Super Bowl prediction. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Gunnels, before we give our Super Bowl preview, I want to ask you this because I've come around full circle here. The question is, what should Eric Biennemi do? My answer I would stay my black ass in Kansas City. That's what I would do. I would sit right there and mind my doggone business. I would. I really would. Because at this point, at this point, 
it's clearly, it's clearly me, right? If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I done got two Super Bowls, I done got five AFC Championship appearances in the last five years, three AFC Championship wins. The only time I lost the AFC Championship game was in overtime. Offensively, never scored under, off the top of my head, tell me if I'm wrong, never scored under 24 points in the playoffs? That is correct. Okay, yeah. It's just, I'm, that is correct. At least, correct. Uh, yeah, at, at, least at least 24. At least 24 every playoff game. At least 24 every playoff game, win or lose? 100%. Of which? Well, except the Bucks Super Bowl. All right, except okay. All right, so except for the one. Yeah. But I'm saying, but uh, I mean, outside of that, and then I had two down linemen. Yeah. And my quarterback hit two people in the face mask. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So what do you want to – my bad. My yeah. bad. And the other guy was Tom Brady. Yeah. My bad. But you know what? The offensive coordinator didn't get a job there either. So – and he's now fired. I'm looking for a job. So – but, I, I mean, you sit there and look at the hiring practices in the NFL. If you took race out of it, if I ran a podcast company and I had, to, and I had 32 people that were in it, mm-hmm. I had to fire seven every season. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hired seven the season before. Right. Right. So I got, so, I, so out of the out of 14 some people, probably somewhere between five to ten of them are in their first or second year. Right. Five to ten of them are in their first year. And the other five are Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh. Andy Reid, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and Bill Belichick, Belichick. Yeah. Right. That's, and that's the other, that, that's it. Yeah. I would go out of business. I would, I would stop. I'm clearly not good at this. I'm clearly not good at hiring people. If I'm hiring somebody new, ever, ever, you know, I clearly stink at this. And if I'm married, be enemy, I'm, like, I'm not getting mixed up in that mess. I'm going to go there. I'll just be a legend right here. I'll be a legend right here. And yeah. then when I finally do get a bag, who cares? Yeah, so I'm at the point now. At first, I wasn't thinking like this because it's the, here's the weird thing. He's been put in a situation to where it seems like they're forcing him to go somewhere else as an OC to prove that he can do it without Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, when that shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be because Matt Nagy got a job. I was going to say, it hasn't been yeah. the case for other people. Yeah, Matt, it should. Uh, Mike Kafka. Kafka came from the Chiefs. Well, he, he but he went. He, well, yeah, but he came. Yeah, he got promoted though because he was a quarterbacks coach, and now he's the OC with the Giants. So he still got a promotion as but, well, but right? Still, none, yeah. nonetheless, yeah. It's not like I say that to say it's not like Eric Bieniemy is sitting around the same faces every year because the people around right, him, right, right, get hired, no, hundred percent, and move around, 100%. and then when they get fired, like Matt Nagy, come back, yeah. <laughs> so he shouldn't have to go that route, and. Now I'm at the point where you see what's left. You got the commander's OC job. I saw a report today. He's talking to them. I'm going to interview with them. There's no way in hell I'm taking that because now you're setting yourself up. If you don't succeed there, you get fired. Now you're exiled out the league, most likely. Who's going to hire you now, right? Because now you failed in, in Washington. Now they're going to be like, oh, well, it was just because you were with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So now you're at the point where unless you're getting a head coaching job, I'm not going anywhere else to be an OC. I'm Hell staying no. right there in Kansas City because think about it. Andy Reid is not going to coach forever. So whenever he does leave, you should be the next guy in line there in KC. So I'm staying there. I just, you got job security. I don't see why he would leave. I'm not going no damn where. And I, I, I respect that he wants to be a head coach. You, so you're saying you wouldn't go nowhere even for a head coaching job? Well, I would be selective of the head coaching job. Well, yeah, not just any. Like, I wouldn't job. just yeah. go to like if Arizona called me and just hey, you want to come on down? I, I don't know. Yeah, and people killed Byron Leffert because he didn't take the Jacksonville job. But at the time, nobody was like, "Ooh, that's a bad decision." Only after he gets he's the scapegoat for the offense after the fact, mm-hmm. and he gets fired. Yeah, then people say, "Well, we should have took that job." Right. Now, I don't think that 27-year-old Patrick Mahomes is going to fall off a bridge like 45-year-old divorced Tom Brady did. Yeah. Right? I, but you, you got to be you got to be freaking kidding. If I'm looking at Kellen Moore, go get jobs, go get go get to go coach Justin Herbert, 
Like, no, nah, I'm sitting right here, bro. I'm going to sit right here. Whether or not I am a head coach in waiting or not, I'll sit right here, continually draw one of the highest head coaching, I mean, highest offensive coordinator salaries that exists in football and uh, and have the ultimate job security. Yeah. And just be able to go and win and be great. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, it's ridiculous that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job at this point. And the fact, like I said, they're kind of forcing him to be an OC somewhere to prove he can do it without the regime there. When you mentioned earlier, Chad Henney literally came out and gave him the credit for those two touchdown plays where they were wide open. That was Eric Bieniemy, And it's like he told the whole story. It was on Saturday night. He said Bieniemy called them all over and said, hey, yo, come look at this. Let's do this on Sunday. And then they did it on Sunday to the tune of 14 points. Yeah, yeah I'm done with that. I mean, what are we, talking, what are we doing? Like it's so, so no, I'm not going no damn where. I will sit right here and have more Super Bowls than all you jokers. Yeah. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, And then I finally do get a job. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll just use it as leverage. <laughs> and speaking of which, I'll be remiss if I didn't bring this up on this episode because we probably will never talk about him ever again. Shout out to Chad Henney, the Michigan man. He retired after the game. He's a guy... Don't forget, he came in in two divisional games in crucial moments. And if it wasn't for that, we probably won't go to the Super Bowl. Remember against the Browns? Oh, yeah. When Mahomes was concussed, came in, made some clutch plays against the... Uh, Saved us all from Baker Mayfield. <laughs> against the Jaguars, divisional round once again. Mahomes' high ankle sprain leads a 98-yard drive in a crucial point in the game. So shout out to that Michigan man, your fellow... Alumni. Gotta love that. Eric Bannemi can't get a head coaching job. Meanwhile, his backup quarterback, who's been in the league for 15 years, just literally has like you know, he's 40 anything is possible. 40 something years old, 98 yard drive. You know how many passing yards he had in that drive? Like 36. <laughs> All right. But then Eric Bannemi can't get a look. But with that being said, Mark, who do you think is going to next year's Super Bowl? I'll save you the trouble. The AFCs, the Chiefs, they're plus 550. Who's your NFC representative? <laughs> So I know we were talking about it before the show and I kind of gave you a little pushback, but I actually am going to have to agree with the 49ers. I think you're probably going there as well at plus 600. Uh, we saw what this team did with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy at quarterback. I think it's going to be Trey Lance next year. While I do think, well, it's kind of hard now because Purdy's going to be hurt. So he's probably going to miss training camp, actually. So it won't be no competition, <laughs> to be fair. So it will probably be, be Trey Lance's team next year. I think he can do enough. You know, he has so much weapons around him. It's kind of hard to mess it up. You have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, a great offensive line, probably the best defense in the league. And you got Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. So you just really just have to not get in the way if you're the quarterback there. So I think the fact they lost the way they did, they obviously had a lot of sour grapes on the timeline. People talking about they would have won if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. So I think they use all that motivation next year. They get back to Super Bowl. And we have a rematch of, what was that, Super Bowl 54, 55, Chiefs Niners? One of those. I think we get a rematch there next year. I think it was 54. I think it was 54, yeah. So, no, I'm not going with the Niners. I had a long, oh, you're not. I had a long arduous ride with them this season. I mean, this is, this is literally February 15th. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but right now, I think you got a ton of value on the NFC side and the Minnesota Vikings at 40 to 1. They just hired, look. Captain Kirk, huh? Well, it's more, a lot of the same math he did with the 49ers. Works for the Vikings yeah. as well. It's like, as long as this guy doesn't mess it up, right, you got right. the offensive player of the year, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, you know, KJ Osborne's a good receiver. Adam Thielen is, is, is best days are behind him, but he's still solid. They just make the trade for TJ Hawkinson uh, earlier this season. So I got a weapon at tight end. He's a good player. But the big thing that was, the, why did the Vikings suck all year? Their defense. They just hired Brian Flores off the Steelers mm. to come run their defense. That, to Brian Flores, to me, is a leader of men. You watch what he did in Miami. You watch the way he moved around, the way he handled himself, the way he turned that team around several times. I think he gets in there and helps Kevin O'Connell figure out some of the things that he needs to learn as a second-year head coach. Whereas Brian Flores, somebody who probably should be a head coach in the league right now, can go over there, take that defense, mold it, and get it in order. At 40 to 1, they'll probably win the they'll probably win the NFC North. 
And I think if you get if you're giving me a division winner at forty to one, those are good odds. For Super Bowl odds, those are good odds. You feel me? Like it's, it's a worth the stat. Might get a buy. Yeah. Probably be finishing the top two or three or four team. Well, definitely top four. Right. Top four C, but could finish in top two or three. Yeah. Uh, give me Minnesota at forty to one to represent the NFC. And uh, I'll go with Michael Jordan in Kansas City <laughs> for the AFC. I love it. I love it. We're in Vegas next year. Godly. Uh, how fitting. Extra points in Vegas. Super Bowl 58, baby. America's armpit. <laughs> your, fav- your favorite city. That's what I call Las Vegas. America's armpit. And then in two years, back in your old stomping grounds in New Orleans. See, that's what I need to be. <laughs> That's where I need to be. And just know people who compare New Orleans to Las Vegas have never been anywhere else. That's all I have to say. <laughs> There's no comparison whatsoever. But look at that. Look at that. Oh, Another Michigan man. Let's end it on that. Frank Your Clark. boy Aaron Ladd, right? Aaron, Aaron Ladd, Ladd. yeah. Interviewing Frank Clark at the Chiefs Parade. Michigan man Frank Clark with, uh, was that his wife there? Yeah. Girlfriend, somebody. Yeah. His partner who he's determined is worthy enough to be on the other side of the barrier <laughs> at the uh, Super Bowl Parade as the Chiefs celebrate. Mark Gunnell celebrates. The Lemon Pepper Parlay will take a break this week coming up. But we'll be back after Extra Points comes off the dark week. We'll be back. Mark Gunnels and I will be talking about the National Basketball Association. Yeah. All things involved in it. Mark, I don't know if you know this. 28 of the 30 teams made a trade at the trade deadline. <laughs> so that's why we're taking the week off. I got to figure out who's on what team. <laughs> but that'll do it for this Kansas City celebratory edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay. Mark Gunnels, any last words? I'm just a kid from Kansas City. Oh, my God. Turn this thing off. (laughs) 